Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Hello, all you nonviolent people or people striving to be nonviolent. Today's episode is about making connection a real thing. So how do you do that? Is there a connection gamut or is it all or nothing with connection? Would you enlighten us, Dr. B? I named this episode Making Connection a Real Thing because I believe that connection for most is this very abstract concept. What is connection? How do you know when you have connection? Nonviolent communication is a process that you use when you want connection. It's not a process that you use when you want to be right and you make the other person wrong. It's all about connection, just like the name of this podcast. It's all about connection. If this process is about having connection, then that begs the question of what is connection? And yeah, I think for most, it's this very abstract thing. So thus the name of the show is making connection a real thing, making it more concrete. And the definition of connection is... The definition of connection that I like to use is that connection is the flow and ease that occurs within you and between people when they experience being seen, heard, and valued without judgment. Ooh, you didn't even need to have it in front of you. That's because I have said it so many times because I really do believe it's all about connection. When you have that between two people, the ability to be seen, heard, and valued without judgment when that's built in, then you really do have connection. And the beautiful thing about nonviolent communication is there are processes built into NVC to make sure that people really experience being heard and that we can actually take the judgment out of the interaction. And what are some of those tangible NVC ways of having connection? Well, the one that I want to talk about today is this idea of distinguishing between observations and evaluations. This is really important when you are in a conflict. So when I'm teaching NVC, I like to bring up this difference between observations and evaluations and let people become very clear on them. And it's not necessary to make that distinction in every time you open up your mouth and when you're in casual conversation with someone. That would make you a little nutty to have to always be in observational language, because hopefully by the end of this episode, people will have an awareness of just how much what we say has evaluation in it. So if we were to pull it out of everything that we say, really, it would drive us crazy. But the point here is that when you are in a conflict, it can be extremely helpful to build connection if you can take that any of your evaluation out of the conversation. That's the one main thing that I want to talk about today. There are other ways that we can make sure that we're keeping judgment out of our interactions. But for today, I really want to just focus on the observation versus evaluation component. Just to be sure, observations are the facts. They are objective and evaluations are maybe stories. They are subjective. Yeah. And truth be told, things happen in life all the time. And they are things you can see, you can hear, you can touch by feeling them, you can taste. Those are things that, for the most part, they are objective. Then what happens is we see something, 
And often we have another layer of thought that happens over the thing that we see. So for instance, a dog crosses the road and we have an idea of that dog went really fast across the road or that's such a cute dog crossing the road. So the fast part and the cute part are all this layer of evaluation. And it happens throughout our conversations, throughout our thinking over and over again. And again, it's not that big of a deal when it's just a neutral conversation. But when you are in the midst of a conflict, it's really helpful just to stick to observation. So is it really that hard to make those distinctions? I think it is. I think most people get very confused between what is an observation and evaluation. Even what I just said, I think most people get very confused. That's evaluative. See how it's just part of what we say. Yeah, it's kind of just built into our everyday language. It is. So let me give you some examples here. I'm going to test you. You let me know if what I say is evaluative or it's just observational. And those of you listening, you can test yourselves. He rang the door three times before I opened it. Fact. Fact. You can actually hear that. I can go and open it. And then you can see. He slammed the door when he walked in. Evaluation. Why is that evaluation? Because it's a judgment to say that the door was slammed. Exactly. But yet some people would be like, oh, no, that's really, he did slam the door. What is slamming to one person may not be slamming to another person. And why, again, is this so important? Because if you were in a conversation with somebody and you said to them, you slammed the door when you walked in, more than likely that person is going to be upset because they are going to hear it as an evaluation. Whereas if you said something like, when you walked in, the way you closed the door was hard for me. That's more an observational way of languaging that. And that person's not going to say, more than likely is not going to say, no, it wasn't hard for you because it is what it is. Can I say a few more things about this? Absolute yeah. terms. Anytime you say things like, you never listen to anything that I say. Never is an absolute term. More than likely, something isn't always never or always, always. When you use those absolute terms, especially when you're in conflict, more than likely that is going to cause more disconnection. Because remember, the definition of connection is making sure people are seen, heard, and valued without judgment. There's a judgment, and therefore, it's going to cause more disconnection and a whole lot less connection. Even just that example of instead saying, the way you slammed the door was hard for me, I've never heard anyone say that before. I've never heard it said that way. You know, people always say, you slammed the door. That's a fact. You slammed it. You're so much more receptive to it when you say, like, the way you did this, which I won't assign any meaning to, did something for me. It was hard for me. Yeah. yeah, which is, you can't really refute what it was for someone else. Yeah, and another example of that is the other day when you yelled at me, I didn't like it at all. Yelling, the term yelling, that's another one of those going to get you in trouble because what's yelling to one person may not be yelling to another. Different cultures use different levels of voice. So again, just being really, really mindful of these, the way that we talk to try to keep it as observational as possible. So we kind of know the obvious examples of observation versus evaluation. And let me just say a few more things about this because I don't think we flat out said this, but just things like you're being disrespectful. You are always out of control. You are a bitch 
all of these terms are obviously judgmental. And if you note when you're in conflict, if you say that to somebody or somebody says some of those things to you, you're going to be disconnecting because they're evaluative. So those are some more of the very obvious things that we say, or even think for that matter. Even just thinking those things can cause a lot of disconnection. Seems like everything, and here's an evaluation we say and think is an evaluation. True. And right now, that's not a big deal because we're having this neutral conversation. We're just trying to build people's awareness about it. But if you were to say that turn everything, when you were in the midst of a conflict with somebody, it's probably going to cause more disconnection than connection. Now that we know all of this, why is it so important when you want connection? I think there's one obvious reason why it's important, which is when you say something evaluative to somebody, it's going to be off-putting to them. They're not going to hear you, especially if somebody has had trauma. And if you've listened to our episode on trauma, that's two-thirds of people in the United States have had trauma. So if you say something that's evaluative to somebody that has had trauma, they are not going to feel emotionally safe and they will more than likely go into a fight, flight, freeze. That's why we see so much of the behavior we see in our world right now where people are combative to one another or shut down towards one another. That's at the root of it. So yeah, in order to keep that fight, flight, freeze mechanism from happening between people, we want to make sure that we keep evaluation out of the conversation as much as possible when there's conflict. But then there's another reason that I don't think people have an, a real awareness of, which is what happens to you internally when you say or even just think in evaluation. For example, somebody says something to you and you just think to yourself, he's always this or she's such a that, fill in the blank. Those would be evaluations. And if you were to stop and notice what's going on for you internally, when you have a layer of evaluation, it just kind of brings the, the pain up a notch, so to speak. Things happen in the world. You know, maybe somebody cuts you off in traffic and you have a need for safety. But then what we do is we say things like, man, he's such an a-hole or people are so disrespectful. We have a whole nother level of thought that happens on top of the observational thing that occurred. And it's the thinking that can lead you from feeling kind of upset about something and bring it up several notches. It's the thinking that does that to us. And then the thinking often comes out of our mouth, which makes it even worse with regard to the connection with the other person. So there are two reasons. One is to make sure that you have a common place to start your conversation. If you are speaking in only observational terms, the other person that you're trying to connect with, communicate with, you can start from a place that you can agree upon. So that's one good reason. The other reason is to make sure that you're supporting yourself internally. So maybe we'll end with a story. You usually have some good ones. And I'm wondering if you have an iconic observation versus evaluation story. I do. I have a story that I usually tell when I am training. I'm giving examples of observation versus evaluation. But this was a story when I got the awareness of, oh my God, look at the things that I tell myself and look at how this is not serving me in this moment. Years ago, I was having a conversation with my younger daughter and I was trying to tell her something about my NVC process. I think she was in high school at the time. 
And she told me point blank, you know, mom, I don't really like hearing about this stuff related to NVC. And I really don't want to hear about this. I told her, well, then I guess this whole conversation is over. And she walked out of the room. And I remember as she walked out of the room, I was thinking to myself, that little SHIT, she always wants to hurt me. I remember telling myself that. And then I remember it was honestly like the clouds parted and the sun came through because it was a moment like that, like, whoa, 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 wait a second. My daughter is not a little shit. That's not even a real thing. That's not even humanly possible. Okay. We all know what SHIT is. A human being can't be that. We might have some thoughts that a human being is that, but that clearly cannot be a real thing. And then she doesn't always want to hurt me. That's not true either. And me telling myself that in that moment, when I could pause and think about what is it that she actually did, she just told me she didn't really want to hear what I had to share. That's what happened. That's the observation. The layer of thinking that I had right after that, when I stopped and noted it, it was like, wow, that's not serving me at all. That's just adding insult to injury here. So can I stop it and just note what is the observation and operate from that place? And in nonviolent communication, what you're doing is you are noting what is the observation and yeah, maybe what, what are my needs associated with that? So maybe in that moment, my needs were for maybe some kindness and connection, communication, awareness, could have been many things, but just getting connected at that level rather than getting wrapped up in the story, which is what so many of us tend to do. And that's what this whole episode is about. Like, how do you have real connection? You have real connection by keeping from those evaluations, sticking with observations, and then sourcing the need beyond all of that. It kind of helps you to not take things so personally. Without a doubt. Yeah. Don't take things personally. Don't get yourself caught in a story, which is often connected to past stuff. And also having a lot cleaner way of having a communication with somebody. Well, now you all know how to make real connection. It's clearly very easy, and we expect you to do it all day, every day. <laughs> very funny, Heather. To our listeners, just note, this is tough stuff. It makes a lot of good sense intellectually, and then when you go to apply it, we tend to fail miserably, which, by the way, that is also an evaluation. It's hard. So that's why with nonviolent communication, it's really important to learn these processes, and then to find ways to plug in to practice, practice, practice. That's real important because we have a lifetime of saying evaluative things that doesn't get undone within 30 minutes of listening to a podcast. That wraps it up. And thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.